Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share some tips and tricks and information and stories and whatever about being a married couple that own and operate a business together. And share some business planning advice. And business planning advice and just general information. Yeah. I mean, it's a business podcast. It's yeah. a podcast about what it's like to be in business. It just happens to be that we're married. With a business. With a business. So, Allison, we have some exciting news. So exciting and so scary. Uh, very. No, I wouldn't say scary. I'm nervous. I'm I'm more. I'm excitedly nervous though. Allison and I will be speaking at the 2022 Build on Expo in Randolph, Massachusetts, hosted by Cape Cod Lumber. Yeah, it's so exciting for her and I to be a part of it. It's coming up on April 14th and in Randolph, Massachusetts. And uh, you can visit CapeCodLumber.com if you want to get some information about it. You can also find information on our website, Facebook, social media as well. I mean, it's basically going to be a live version of this podcast. Yeah, it's a, the event is going to be a great business building opportunity. It's geared towards contractors, but, you know, um, we're going to have a panel discussion, talk about things that we talk about here, share our story some more. Yeah, it's going to be a lot about our story, about being a husband and wife that run a business together, you being a female in a predominantly male industry, uh, a lot about a multi-generation business, which we also are. So we kind of cover a lot of bases. We hit, we hit a lot of demographics. So yeah, it'll be real exciting. So we're pleased that Cape Cod Lumber invited us to do this. Yeah. So we're so excited about it. Check it out if you get a chance. Look for it on our social media uh, and uh, other places as well. But this week, Craig, we are talking to Deb Gaishel, the message artist. Yeah. Deb is a branding and message specialist. She focuses with small and mid-sized businesses and nonprofits to provide authentic branding and messaging delivered with a positive impact. Deb brings over 20 years of experience in content marketing and an extensive and wide variety of creative backgrounds. She's been a CEO and a creative marketing director. So Deb has a lot of information. She works with a lot of people. This is a really good, this is really good if you're thinking about rebranding or if you're starting a new business and you're looking at branding, Deb is a great source of information. Yeah, I think that this will be chock full of good takeaways for people. So take a minute here and listen to Deb Gaishel, the message artist. We're so excited to have Deb Gaishel uh, on with us. She's from the Message Artist Creative Group, and she's going to help us today uh, learn a little bit about branding and creating your brand. Thanks so much for joining us, Deb. You are welcome. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you both. Deb, so when people are starting to think about branding and websites and their message, where's where where do you think the best place to start is? It's a really good question. Um, and the answer is going to be really determined and dependent on where they are in their business. Are they fresh out of the gate, like never done anything before, starting a new business, or have, are they established? Do they already have some of this material? Um, so a lot of the process is similar, but your approach may be a little different depending on if you have an existing brand or not. So the, the thing that I always stress to people um, when they think about branding, they immediately, of course, think about a logo, right? They think about their visual identity, which is what we call it in the biz, right? The problem is that's not the first place one should start. That's really like the last place one should start um, because your messaging informs all of it, right? So I always say to folks, 
you got to look at those key elements of your messaging um, and your brand messaging specific. I'm not talking about messaging for specific sales campaigns, right? I'm talking about your core business brand messaging. And that's things like understanding, you know, what is your understanding and establishing, having fully defined a mission, a vision, what's your ideal client or customer profile, you know, who are you selling to? And you could have more than one, but you've got to be really clear about who is receiving what, right? Um, your core values. This is becoming much, much more important. I think it's always important, of course, but I'm seeing a trend. We're all seeing a trend, right? You hear the millennials, you know, they're really focused on, they want to be vested. They want to have a connection with whatever they're buying or whomever they're working with. People are making decisions based on the values of a company. So I think it's really important for a business to be really clear about what their values are. Because that informs, you know, your hiring and firing um, tactics. It hires how you do business, the decisions you make, who you work with, who you choose to partner with. All of those things come into play. Um, you also want to look at your and define your unique value proposition. So this is the thing, you know, UVP or unique sales proposition, USP. It's what makes you different. So the reality is in, in this world, none of us are coming up with anything completely unique. I mean, really, unless you're maybe an astrophysicist, right? You're not coming up with something unique. We're all doing something that somebody else is doing as well. But it's how we do it. What little thing can you do that's different than somebody else? And it could literally be something built into how you engage with your customer. It could be... Um, how you deliver. It could be your choice in packaging. Like it doesn't have to be something large, but you want something that makes you stand apart, right? I always use the example of, and I do not get paid for this, but I always use the example of Zappos. When they first came on the market, it was really innovative. You're buying shoes, something always, you always want to try on. You're buying shoes. But what they did that was unique is they took the obstacle of returning the shoe that doesn't fit out of the out of the equation. They made it easy, right? So you could just mail it back. It didn't cost you anything extra to do that. That was a game changer in that marketplace, right? They weren't giving you necessarily cheap, you know, pay less uh, quality shoes. You were paying for very good quality, but they made it easy for you to do it online. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, the other thing that seems sort of obvious, but especially with new businesses, I think this becomes uh, an issue is having very clearly defined goals. So you have your overarching, you know, your business goals. What are you trying to achieve? Who are you trying to sell to? Who are you trying to reach? And how do you want to do it? Because that's going to inform your marketing decisions as well. So when you have these things outlined and you know who you're talking to, you know what your mission is, you have your, your, your um, inspiration or aspirational vision up there, right? And you know where you're going. Then you can begin to develop that visual identity, the logo and the, you know, the, the visual brand. Because, you know, for instance, you may hate the color blue, but what happens if the customer you're selling to and the product you're selling or the service really resonates with the color blue? You're going to use the color blue, right? So it's, it's remembering that it's about your customer. It's not about you. Um, once you have that down and that brand, you can start developing, you know, if you need to create a website, again, whether you're a new in business or, or you're refreshing, but the website is going to be informed by that messaging because, again, you're identifying who's that customer you're talking to. You're not talking to everybody. You are talking to that specific persona 
of a customer. Um, and that's, that's really kind of key. And that's where you start anyway. And I could continue going on, but I feel like I'm giving a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, no it's, it's great information. It's great information. There's, there's so much to unpack there. And I think one of the questions is, is, is let's say that you do, that you are an established business um, or company and, and there's a lot of challenges with either branding or rebranding mm-hmm. when you're a company like that. What's, if you're an established business successful or you're wanting to rebrand a little bit, or you need to, you know, change your brand strategy, what are some like initial steps that you need to look at internally before you do that? Um, that's a great question. Uh, and I actually love working with businesses like that because they, they know a few things now, right? They've been in it a bit. Um, and certainly if they've been in it any real length of time, they've kind of honed in where, where the customer that really works with them and for them. And then they may have an idea of where they want to go. So the first thing really is assessing, right? Who is buying from you? Who is consistently your customer? What works? Um, And also, I would really think about reaching out to your existing or past clients and customers and say, little survey, right? What do you think of? What worked for you? What did, you know, get a little feedback on things. Um, what, What do you think about how our, you know, if you were to come to our website for the first time, right, and see what, what it looks like, does that match what your experience was with us? Like, was there something that surprised you? Your, your existing customer base and even, um, you know, partner and vendor space can really be a good source of information for you because I think the more info you have, the better. The other thing is looking at, let's look back at your core messaging. So you've been in business for a while. Um, what's changed? Has your client base changed from where you were 5, 10, 15 years ago? So your marketing materials, your foundational stuff, your website, et cetera, may be geared to the wrong customer, right? You might have evolved and now you're working with a different customer. So you have to make some changes. Um, And you look at any of the big, huge brands that we see out there, they all refresh their brands every once in a while, right? There's core elements stay, right? Like Nike, never going to get rid of that swoosh. Right. But their tagline has changed occasionally. Um, You know, Microsoft does it. Apple does it like they all come up with these things because you have to look at what's the trends. Who are you reaching? And you have to adjust for that. So you really want to take a look at what has changed in my business? What has changed in my customer base? Um, Who do I want to go after that we're not reaching now? And where are the points in that messaging that isn't hitting them? Right. So you want to ask some of those questions. So when you're working with small businesses or a business like ours, where we you have two key managers or owners, how does that process work when sometimes maybe their answers aren't the same or they're not on the same page? How how do you help them get to a good answer? (laughs) I ask a lot of questions because there's inevitably going to be those cross points, right? And what I find is that sometimes folks get a little hung up in some semantics. So they're saying the same thing, but slightly different, right? Um, Or their vision of something is based on perhaps something that's outdated. That's just been like this core belief of the business, right? We, We do this personally, right? How many times do we make decisions based on a belief that we grabbed onto 20 years ago, right? Um, so it's the same thing. So it's it's really talking through, and it comes down to, again, it's where's the data, right? Who's your customer base? What are you trying to accomplish? Where do those customers live and play and hang out? How do you reach them? And um, 
and you, and you look at those answers and then, then you kind of make adjustments and there always can be some kind of compromise. Um, and it's based on a lot of variables. I mean, from design, from copy to that core messaging, and you, it's really trying to find where's that perfect intersection point of all of the above. Yeah. And Deb, I imagine that you probably have a lot of clients who come to you first and say, you know, hey, I, my website needs to be redone or, you know, my website this or my website that. But there's more that goes into branding than just the website. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. And what's actually really funny is I have a lot of folks who go to a web designer first, right? Because they go, I need a new website. And the web designer's like, but what about your content? What about your brand messaging? And they're like, aren't you going to do that? And the designer's like, I don't do that. <laughs> so then we end up partnering. But the, the, the thing is the website, I, I liken the website to um, a couple things. One, it's probably one of the best tools in your toolbox, right? In your marketing toolbox. It's also, I call it the storefront or the Macy's, you know, window, right? You're walking down the street and you look at the window, what's going to pull you in? And that's, there's so much that goes into designing that window, right? To attract the customer to come in to get whatever it is that's in that window. The website homepage is the exact same thing. So if you're geared toward your ideal customer, right? If you're speaking to that one persona, then they're going to get hooked. It doesn't take long. In fact, it can't take long. You need to take a couple seconds. Um, now, the website, like I said, is sort of the most obvious tool because based on this digital world that we're living in, but that doesn't negate other marketing tools that support your brand, right? There is social media, still part of the digital world, but again, we need to be strategic about that and how... Um, you interact. And that also needs to look and feel and sound like everything else that you're putting out. But there are a lot of businesses that still um, benefit from some print materials. And that can be literally, I'm printing out something and I'm going to send it or mail it, et cetera, or I'm distributing it in my office or I'm giving it to um, you know, a partner who's going to refer to me. Like there's all sorts of scenarios there that a print piece can really support a brand. But there's also, you know, the quote unquote print pieces that are now available digitally. I, we do a lot of case studies. We do annual reports. We do, you know, white papers. Those things are technically print pieces. They're treated as print pieces, but they're available digitally as PDFs, right? So all of this stuff supports the brand. And I mean, again, depending on your business, you know, you guys are, are construction. Well, I would certainly hope that on every darn truck to car you have, that you've got your logo and your information, it's smack dab right there, which of course circles around to those established businesses who are refreshing a brand. Now you've got to look at more than just your website and your social sites. Now you're looking at those decals and you're looking at those signs and you're looking at all those other things. So you know, refreshing your brand is a large project and it's an investment in time and money without a doubt, but it can be incredibly beneficial to grow your business. So what would you say the first step is when someone is starting to research or interview or think about um, maybe they thought that they were looking for a website, but now, you know, now that they've started to do research, they've got all these other things. What's the first thing that they should be looking for in someone to talk to? I think... I could go a lot of different ways. I, but I, I think really is if you can find a resource who can sort of be your go-to person, right, to make it easier. Because there are so many moving pieces to this kind of a project and question that if you can find a resource 
who is going to either be, you know, that, that one agency that has everything. But the reality is most small businesses can't afford a full-on agency. It's just, it's going to be really cost prohibitive because they're geared toward the mid-sized to large businesses. That's just the way most of them are, right? But if you can find a smaller agency who maybe, and I'll, I'll say myself even, right? My goal is I want to be the strategy person. I want to be the point person. I love being a creative director. So I partner with other resources to fill in the gaps that I personally or my little team doesn't provide. But what happens then is that I can project manage this kind of project with all of these moving pieces and the client doesn't have to go out of their mind trying to keep track of stuff that's well outside their wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. right? And so I, I would recommend... Asking the questions, what do you offer directly? Do you partner? Do you, you know, how do you work? What can you offer me? What can you help me with? What do I have to do on my own? Like, really ask a lot of questions to find out, okay, if you don't offer this directly, can you refer me directly to someone who can? Do you have a vetted person? Like, because again, unless you go into that large agency, there's going to be gaps in the process. But hopefully that person has established relationships with people who can then fill those gaps for you and you don't feel like you're being tossed into the wind. Yeah. And and Deb, how important is it when you're interviewing or you're meeting with somebody who's going to help you create that strategy that, you know, you find out, do they have the same values or do they create, you know, will they create the same feeling that you're trying to create? And I'm, I'm assuming like any sort of artistic industry, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has a little bit different style to it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's again, where um, I, I think it's incredibly important to ask questions. So this is where you kind of have to know what you want to accomplish. Like what's your goal? Um, when you are at the end of this process, what do you want to look back and go, fantastic, A, B, C, D, maybe all the way to Z is taken care of and done. Like, understand what you want to accomplish with the understanding, too, that there's going to be bound to be stuff that gets maybe suggested to you that you weren't expecting. But you need to know for sure, what are the non-negotiables? Like, what has to happen, right? And then ask how they work. You know, you're, we all we all are human and we, we know what it's like to be in a conversation with somebody and we, we all get the vibe. You know, if you're talking to someone, you're like, Oh man, I, I'm not feeling good here. I don't, this person feels a little sketchy or I don't feel like they're telling me the whole story or I feel like they're just trying to sell me, you know, a lake in the desert kind of thing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, trust your instincts, <laughs> definitely do that. But then if you aren't sure, you're like, well, I don't know, that person seems great. Maybe a little more in the budget. I don't, I don't know. Ask for referrals and not, I mean, and by that, I mean, do you have somebody I can actually talk to who could tell me what the experience was like working with you? Um, You know, they should have testimonials. There should absolutely be, and, and I would look to places like LinkedIn and Google My Business because those for sure have to be put up by the individual posting them, right? So um, you want to take a look there, but it, it's, If there's a tricky place or maybe there's one particular spot where you've either had issues before or you're a little unsure or it's just a a more delicate area that has to be addressed, give them that scenario, you know, like see how they come at it. And you can flat out say, look, I don't want to sound salesy or I don't want to, you know, 
be pitching, but again, it comes down to what's your relationship with your customers? How do you want to operate? That's that core value bit. So that's mm-hmm. what helps inform. And you're going to kind of see, take a look at their portfolios. Like who, what are the companies that are there? And, and again, hopefully there's some links. It's sort of like, can I, can I ask some questions? What was it like working? It's just like when you hire an employee, right? You want, you want the references. You want to talk to somebody um, because you're vetting them. You know, you're, 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 we're all, you know, we're both small business owners. And so we know how important those testimonials are because these are the, the customers that have a, a good or, ho- you know, hopefully great experience with us. Right. So, Deb, tell us a little bit more about the Message Artist Creative Group itself and what kind of services you provide. Sure. So I, um, I, re- I recently refreshed my brand to become Message Artist Creative Group, adding the creative group, um, because I have decided I wanted to grow. Right. I did a lot of stuff myself for a long time, really focused on content copywriting and then found myself just really loving the branding process because it's all messaging. It's all that storytelling. So um, I now partner with uh, some great brand and graphic designers as well as web designers and developers. Um, I have uh, a team of contract writers, uh, copywriters that work with me and for me. Um, I have incredibly high standards, so I'm picky. I'm really picky about who I work with. Um, But basically, we do content marketing services. So everything from websites, blogs, newsletters, um, like I said, the print pieces. We do uh, create social media profiles. So if you need the graphics and the, the copy content, we don't, I don't do social media. I have partners that I refer to to provide social media because it's a it's a market that you, it has to be your full-time job. It just has to, you keep to keep up with it all. Um, and I really, really truly enjoy getting to know my customers and, and what their business is and why they do it and how they do it. And I feel like that's the sweet spot for my company is to really tell the story and help them tell their story and talk to their, you know, their desired audience. Um, but yes, it, it, the branding part is the messaging, but also, like I said, we've got the brand designers so we can create the visual identity and um, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, great. Thanks, Deb, so much for joining us. People can find you at messageartist.com and uh, check you out, schedule a call with you right there online and, and meet with you and, and you can help them out with their branding. Thank you so much. This is lots of fun. <laughs> And a lot of information right there, a lot of stuff to unpack in that uh, 15 minutes or so of interview. Uh, what was sort of a hot topic for you out of it? I think really making sure that no matter what phase of business you're in, that you kind of go back and look at the core values and, you know, what your message is saying as a starting place. Yeah, I think it's really important that you have clearly defined goals when going into building your message. Yeah, and like, especially if you're an established business, like looking back and deciding, has your clientele changed? Do you want it to change? And does your message and your visuals match that? Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things to think about when you're going to rebrand or rebuild or you know, whatever it might be, your current look. And, and and remember that it doesn't mean that you have to put everything on the table. Like there can be non-negotiables. Right. But it is important to like take a step back and look at everything and find those key 
key elements of your brand and your core message, your mission, your vision, and make sure that's built in and that's what people are seeing. And, and you know, Deb is a great source of that. Uh, we really loved Donald Miller's book. It was a great book to, to get on. Yeah, I listened to Donald Miller's book on Audible to start with, and then I went back and bought the hard copy so that we could kind of follow along and do some of the exercises. And those answer a lot of the questions that Deb said we need to pose to ourselves. Yeah, so Story Brand by Donald Miller. And and you can get it for free for 30 days. All you have to do is visit our trial, audibletrial.com slash bizmarried, and we'll give you a free 30 days. You can listen to Donald Miller's uh, Story Brand. It's, it's a great book. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so definitely check that out, audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. And don't forget, you can also check us out. Find us online. You can look for us on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at bizmarried. You can also look for us on Facebook. Just search for Married with a Business, guys. So we really appreciate you listening this week. And don't forget, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business.